New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. If you don't currently create video in your business because you've convinced yourself that you're afraid of being on camera or some other fallacy, do not miss this episode because we're going to show you how to remove the blocks that stand in the way of you creating great videos in your trade business. Welcome back to the Sidechat Podcast. You're joining us for episode three of the How to Market Your Tradey Business with Video in 2023 series. I'm joined by my co-host from Captive Media, Cassie Daniels. Cassie, welcome back. Hello, good to be here. So uh, it's been a great series. This episode is going to wrap it all up, sadly. However, uh, if you guys are tuning in for the first time, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode one and two. Uh, reason being, we will very likely reference those podcasts within this episode. So it might make a little bit more sense to you if you have a little bit of context. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's been a good series. Uh, in the first episode, which was the five-step video strategy framework for you guys to start or perhaps evolve your um, content strategy uh, in the year to come. Uh, the second episode, we spoke about some simple tips to improve the quality of your videos. So we covered off on things like how to use lighting correctly, how to um, some little microphone hacks and things like that. And we also spoke about some things that you can do within the creation of your video to draw better engagement. And in this episode, we're going to talk about one of probably the biggest obstacles that uh, I certainly get presented with when I speak to businesses about creating video, um, that is the mindset and the fear factors around um, actually getting out there and getting it done. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you probably experienced this on a macro level or mine's more on a micro level. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, um, I guess the biggest obstacle when we print, when we build video strategies for, for businesses, they're like, okay, that all sounds great, but that involves me actually jumping on camera and talking. So <laughs> I'll start with a bit of my experience with this because like, not that we do it to the level that you do, but certainly I've had this conversation many hundreds of times over the years with, with clients and people that we deal with in the trades. And the conversation typically goes like this for their, from their point of view, I'm never going to do that. I, I hate being in front of the camera. It terrifies me. I'm like, okay, cool. The reality is focusing on the actual process should never be the goal. It should always be, okay, well, you know, going back to the first episode where we talked about the strategy, what is the actual outcome that we're trying to achieve here? In most cases with video or any sort of educational content, it's about, well, how do we showcase our expertise and how do we position ourselves as experts? And by doing so, we're building trust and rapport with existing and potential clients along the way. Now, with when you're going into the content creation 
process with that mindset of here, I'm here to educate, I'm here to talk about stuff that I know because I am an expert. It sort of lowers that barrier and it removes one of those blocks. And the big block is, you know, if I got up and I said to you guys, okay, I want you to, I want you to give me a full breakdown in this video on the history of evolution. People will go, what? Why don't I shit about evolution? I'm still an orangutan. But when you're talking about things that you know inherently, you typically speaking, and I'm yet to come across a client that we've worked with that this does not apply to, they could talk about that all day. And they do talk about it all day, but they just do it to their customers directly instead of into a camera. So the only difference there being is if you screw it up when you're doing it in a camera, you can just delete it and start again. But when you're doing it face-to-face with yeah. your customer, I would say the stakes are a lot higher. My advice to people when they want to try to overcome these fears is basically, listen, you know this better than anybody on earth and you have these conversations with your clients, but you're just having them 10 times a day instead of once into a camera, which would remove you from having to do it 10 times a day if you could just do it once into a camera. And normally that's enough to sort of make them think, oh yeah, kind of right I do know this so yeah a lot of those fears well I mean any fear really is fabricated there's no real reason to be afraid of a camera that whole concept around and I don't know if it's true or not but I remember hearing people uh, fear public speaking over death which basically (laughs) means people would rather be dead than stand on a stage and talk about something this is definitely not public speaking talking into a camera is chalk and cheese different to getting up there and 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 public speaking or presenting to a large group that's completely different conversation and a completely different um i suppose type of fear this speaking to a camera thing is is a fabrication that you guys have developed for whatever reason and i would encourage you to get out there and overcome it and the way to overcome it is to do it if you want to beat a fear, you've got to get out there and you've got to do it, right? It's like anyone that's like myself who has a slight fear of, which I didn't find out until, of course, I went um, scuba diving of claustrophobia. Um, I got that far under the water and I started going, <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? Like, I didn't even know this fear existed. Oh, my gosh. But then exactly time, what you I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. fast. <laughs> I think you know, the, the process that, that we went through in that stage, it was all very rushed and there was a thousand people in the water and blah, blah, blah. And I just said to the lady, look, just let me lower myself down and I'll be fine. And I did and I was sweet. But the point is you got to overcome these fears and being mm-hmm. on camera or recording content, it's just a fear. It's a fabrication. You have no real justified reason to be afraid of, of, of doing this. You, you just have this thing in the back of your mind telling you you're not good enough. A great starting point, in my opinion, is to have a, and I always say to guys, start with the, the main questions that you get asked from your customers or from your clients or potential clients and build a bit of a framework, a bit of a conversation around addressing that issue uh, before you go and start recording. And then that gives you some clear, and you don't have to write it out. And I encourage you, don't write it out. Don't read it out. It should come from, you know, your expertise. You should be able to pull this knowledge from within you, but having some bullet points or something like that to guide you, I think is a pretty good place to start. But again, don't overcomplicate it. You don't need to clam up about it. It's not like you're, if, if you muck it up, that's fine. Just hit stop, hit start again and, and go again. I do that mm. all the time, especially with intros. Yeah. Well, I guess I can share some of the fears that most commonly come up 
in uh, the work that I do, working with tradie businesses. Mm. Um, and I guess sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm just not good on camera. That's what you get on the surface. But when you do a little bit of digging and, you know, people will actually think about what is it about it? Like why, why do you think you're not good on camera? It usually comes down to one of four things. Um, they've got the fear of actually showing up on camera and just being having the attention on them is, is a big one. Um, or the fear of not being good enough, like you say, like the actual, uh, I guess, words or content that they're producing, not being good enough. Um, fear of not knowing what to say, like they're going to freeze up and not be able to actually say what they need to. Um, and fear of no one engaging in the content once it's created. So some people are actually fantastic on camera, but they don't they don't want to do it because they're worried that no one's going to engage once they post it. Um, and just going that one step le- like below that, I think is quite an important, I guess, step just to kind of figure out in yourself, what is it about the work that you, about the fear that, sorry, what is it about the fear that you have that, uh, f- how does that fit into this process? So what is it about that process that actually scares you? Um and then, yeah, I think there's there's a ton of things that you can do to overcome it, but identifying which one of those is is more likely to be you is a good place to start because you kind of know which fixes to to look at first. For example, if you're scared of actually being on camera because you don't think you'll know what to say, it's a very different uh, fix to if you're scared that no one's going to, you know, engage with your content once it's posted. And I'd say... Like that whole concept around, okay, well, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to know what to say. Okay, we'll have some bullet points which can which can guide you. You know, mm-hmm. like if you go off track, you can it can pull yourself back with certain things. If you're afraid that your content is not going to draw any engagement, you're only ever going to find that out by creating the content. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's an that's a very odd fear to have because realistically, you have no way of knowing what piece of content is going to engage well, Mm. but that's the game. Like you want to create content that you can evolve so that it does draw, get better engagement. And the reason that we, I typically advise people to start with, you know, the top five questions that they get asked by their clients is because you you know, you're going to get engagement from them because you always get asked those questions. Mm. And so start with things that, you know, you can tick the boxes with, you know, the fear of being on camera again, like that's just a fabrication. You just got to get over. Like you have these conversations day to day with your customers. It's no different. Just hold the camera up and have the conversation to the phone. And then that way you don't have to have it 15 times a day. So that's a really easy one to overcome. And if you're mm-hmm. an expert and you know what you're talking about, which most of you guys do, and if you don't, then probably you probably shouldn't be talking about it. But the point is, you know, these things, like, it's not like we're trying to ask you to talk about something that you have no, no, no background on. Like, this is, this is what you do. You are the expert in this. This Mm. is a way that you can get that information out of your head and into the hands of people that actually want to consume it. And there's so much value in that. Like, imagine if by the time you jump on a, 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 your quote call or a sales call with your potential customers, not only do they already know the answers to 80% of the questions they were going to ask, but they've learned it from you. And so they've already built rapport with you as a person. So when you get on that call, like almost all of the work is done for you. Like 
you can actually get into that nitty gritty of the sales conversations or the quotes or whatever it is that you're doing so much quicker and that trust is there. Man, you're just taking this to a whole whole depth I didn't think we'd go down, but the conversation around content that using content as a qualification process yeah. is, is something that we certainly do in-house, but mm-hmm. you can do as you can also do as, as a trade person. Again, you have to start somewhere, but the principle behind this is mm-hmm. if you use the content to do the heavy lifting for you, yeah. and if, if customers have consumed or not even customers, if potential customers have consumed content that relate to problems that they might be having before they come to you and you've addressed that issue mm. in content, then when they come to you, they're one step further down that sales cycle than they would be if they hadn't have consumed that piece of content. Yeah. And again, being useful and answering questions that you know the answers to and helping them solve these problems, it's the best way to build trust and rapport and it's the best way to leverage your time. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so, so true. And like it, it, in terms of where to start, like I, I totally agree with you in terms of if you're scared of actually being on camera doing these things, answering FAQs enables you to get really straight to that value that you're providing your customer. And that is where for a lot of my clients, that's when the kind of the switch flicks over between being terrified and feeling comfortable because they're focusing on the value that they're giving rather than what they look like because nobody is really caring that much about like how you're presenting um obviously it is important but like if the value is there I guarantee like their attention is not on anything else apart from like the message that you're giving and so if you're starting with the 80 percent of the questions that you get asked most frequently in that pre-qualification or sales process such an easy way to keep that focus on the value um and you can actually just sit there in your car and and this is what I do with my FAQs is I just literally write out the the question and then I write out the answer and the answer is one or two sentences um and then you can literally sit there and just start look at one sentence learn it record one sentence stop look at the next sentence Okay, record that sentence and just record each sentence for each FAQ and then just edit them together like once you've done all the batch recorded them and all you're focusing on is answering a question and just pretend that that phone is a person that you're just explaining it to and try and come across as like conversational, you know, casual. It's not a super formal affair. It's literally just like, yep, cool. This is how I would say it to a customer you know, you've got that right tone of voice, that stuff is powerful. And it's such an easy place to start when you are scared of the process. Sure. And you guys also have the added advantage in pretty much every instance where if you are afraid of being on camera, and if you, you you can mitigate that by when you're on the job, you can also be filming the thing that you're talking about. And so, mm. sure, you might have an intro and say, hi, it's Matt from Bob's Plumbing here. And I just wanted to showcase, show you guys how we go about fixing this type of hot water heater, blah, 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 whatever it might be. And then you go and talk, point the camera at the hot water heater and you can, <laughs> you know, you don't have to be yeah. on the camera anymore. So you don't, don't think for a second that it just always has to be about you. In fact, in most cases, it probably won't always be about you. You're better off telling your story and talking about the things and showing the things that you're actually trying to address, you know, for a lot of our clients, Mm. you know, they, you know, they'll do things like pipe relining where they'll tell a story of 
and they'll show showcase it through video of you know this is what the drain looked like when it was blocked with tree roots this is what it looked like after we cleared it this is what it looked like after we relined it you know like that imagery helps tell that story whereas if that was just one person with a camera on them trying to talk them mm. through that like it's nowhere near as interesting exactly we have a phrase in in video production show don't tell so yeah. whilst we encourage you to obviously put a face to the brand and an intro to your video is a really good way to do that. Like, Hey, you know, exactly like you said, this is what we're doing today, but then showing the process and either talking over with voiceover or having text and that transformation that you just touched on is everyone loves a before and after. Um, like it doesn't matter what the topic is. Like if the, if it's like a fitness transformation, I've lost, you know, 50 kilos or whatever it is, people just are so drawn to before and afters so leverage that in your business like like my partner was watching a before and after of a, a battleship the other day I don't even like ships but I was like oh I want to see what it looked like afterwards like what <laughs> like yeah people love it so show that transformation it's amazing one of the things that we see all the time in relation to you know trying to capture content for clients it's that one of the biggest objections we get it's that they think that what they're doing is not interesting. For example, you know, every month we're like, we want to create a project gallery and put it on your website. Oh, I haven't done anything good this month. And it's like, when you dive deeper into what they actually have been doing, it's really interesting. It's just not interesting to them because they do it all day, you know, mm -hmm. or they've got this polarizing spin on what it is that all I did was pitch a roof. Okay, great. But like, there's intricacies that come out of these projects. Like I've, I've told this story a, a thousand times on this podcast for a client of ours who, same thing, we want to showcase the job you've done, you know, on your, uh, on the website. Oh, I haven't done anything interesting this month. What'd, I go, okay, what'd you do yesterday? Uh, just a block drone. Where? Um, Kirribilli. Oh, underneath the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. On Sydney Harbour for sure. Yeah. Was it heritage listed building you did it in? Yeah. <laughs> it was around near where the prime minister of Australia lives. Yeah, actually it was just next door. So all of a sudden you've got this polarizing view of all I did was clear a Brock Dane to this story, yeah. which has all of become, all of a sudden become, look how we prevented sewer, sewer from surcharging in this heritage listed waterfront Sydney iconic location. And it's the mm -hmm. same thing, but it's just a different spin on it. Yeah. So and I encourage you guys to take the blinkers off because sometimes it's not obvious and, you know, the, because you do it all day, every day, it seems boring and it seems mundane to you. But trust mm -hmm. me, what you do is extremely interesting to somebody that's potentially considering using your services or, you know, purchasing a product or whatever it might be from you guys. Yeah. And I'll just share another story actually. So yesterday I was talking to a plastering company in Brisbane and um, they have been posting Instagram reels for I think maybe like six months or something. And the reels are all pretty similar. They're showing the progress of them plastering the inside of like a room um, and they do it all on time lapse and they just show the progress of how they do it from start to finish. And every time they post it, um, they're getting like, between two and 5,000 views on each of these videos. And they're not even like doing that much in terms of giving text or context or any of that stuff, but you can see the transformation, which is obviously like what gets people. And I spoke to her yesterday and I said, what, 
how like how much success are you guys having like what's this actually doing for your business I've noticed that you've kept doing it continuously so you must be getting some results and she said yeah every time they post one of these reels they're marketing to builders to come and obviously be a a contractor for them and she's like we get like you know five plus builders contact us every time we share this reel and they're our ideal customer and I was like what really that's amazing yeah so just something that you might think is boring or just like the same people love it (laughs) yeah and it's definitely the same for you guys out there i mean you take put put yourself in the position of you know your customer for example if you're a builder and you're you know you build new homes or you do renovations or something like that you you do these all day every day you have done for the last 20 or 30 years and it's all the same same thing to you but you know, on the flip side of the equation there, you've got somebody who's potentially looking to probably make the second largest investment they'll ever make in their entire life with you. Mm-hmm. And they are looking for answers. They want information. They want to, they want social proof and they want, they want to know they're working with an expert. They want to know that, they, that, you know, that you can, you show me, don't tell me, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. as you said, Cassie. So it might seem boring to you, but it's not boring to somebody that's about to, you know, drop a huge amount of money potentially with you. Mm. So it's it's kind of it's kind of your responsibility, you know. If people are coming to you for information, it's your responsibility to provide that, or you're a click away from someone that will. Mm. And another kind of analogy that I use is like, say you go to a home show and it's like all about pools, and you're like, okay, we're going to invest in a pool for our backyard. Um, you're going around all of the different pool builders and you're getting information from them and maybe they've got a bunch of FAQ videos that they're all offering. You might maybe watch half of one or like basically read the brochure or something like that. But say it's getting to the point where the salesperson is coming out and you're about to sign a contract for $50,000 for your pool, you bet you're going to be watching every single one of those FAQ videos and all of the information that comes out. So where your customer is in their sales cycle is also going to be a huge impact and where they're on their journey. So if they're just hearing about you, they're most likely going to be, you know, just looking to watch bite-sized pieces of content. But if they're about to, like Matt said, drop the second largest investment that they've ever had, they're going to be wanting to consume every single thing that you've got to make sure that they're making the right decision because they're looking for validation of their choice. So understanding where your customer's at is also really important. And for the better part, 95% of those obstacles or apprehensions or questions or fears or whatever that client has is going to be congruent with the next. And so, you know, creating that content to address those problems is not just going to serve that one client. It's going to serve probably most of them. Yeah, and it's like a it's set a, and forget. Exactly. Well, yeah. And it's and, and it gets to the point where then you, you're in a situation where somebody comes to you and they say, hey, listen, I'm interested on this, but I do have concerns about A, B, and C. You go, great. Let me share with you some resources we created about that. Like you can't make that stuff up, you know. But if I head across to a YouTube video or a YouTube channel and there's all these, you know, videos that you've spent time investing and creating and there's all these likes and comments and things like that on it, like it's it's a huge trust and rapport builder. Mm, absolutely. Anyway, 
Look, I think we've pretty much um, said what we need to say here uh, in relation to overcoming those mindset blocks and, you know, getting actually getting out there and starting to create these video videos for your business. You just, for me, understand that you are the expert in this thing and nobody knows this better than you and you are more qualified than anyone to talk on this topic. Second of all, have some bullet points because it just helps guide you if you do go off track. Third of all, if you, third of all, can you say that? Can you say that? <laughs> if you do, if you do screw something up, don't worry about it. Just say it again and remove it in editing. That's what editing's for. It's to edit. Um, and to get started, just answer questions because you know that that's going to get people engaged because they're already asking you like that's a, clear line way to get engagement on a video just answer questions you already get out you're already getting asked mm. <laughs> and then and then finally just pull it all together with you know like the strategy and what this looks like and what problems are you trying to solve for yourself and you know for the for the for the consumer at the end of the day great love it so cassie thank you so much for your time thank you so much for your wealth of knowledge on this topic it is um i'm sure something that well i know for certain a lot of trade businesses out there uh, like the idea of this you know creating video and how to how to i suppose use video within their business but where to get started how to get started and all that kind of um all those kind of things is a little bit conflicting i suppose when you're you know you're you're very well trained on how to swing hammers and you know lay drains but you're not so good at you know this whole concept around marketing the business and things like that so um, I appreciate your time and thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, look, I, it's been so good chatting with you, Matt. And I think we've had a, yeah, a lot of really great discussions and I hope that the listeners find it valuable. So for you guys out there, um, Cassie's left behind um, an awesome resource on basically how to use reels. Um, so you can head across to the show notes and get access to that. And you'll also be able to get access to um, to Cassie's website and social handles and so on and so forth. Um, Cassie's in the Facebook group as well. So if you've got any questions when this comes through, um, mm. please ask them. And I would love to see, again, I've said it before, but if you've got experiences with what we've discussed here, how did you overcome some of your mind blocks when it came to creating content or video content? What were some of the fears and apprehensions that you had and how did you get around them? What are some of the wins that you've had from creating video? What are some of the hacks that you use? Do you stand there and position everyone in their underpants? Who knows? <laughs> Let us know though. We can hear it. So. Oh, too good. I'm sad that one didn't make the list in our, in our <laughs> chat actually. <laughs> I thought it might, so I saved it till the end. But yeah. Anyway, um, it's been great talking to you, Cassie. Thank you once again uh, for you listeners out there. I hope that was useful. I'm sure it was. And I can't wait to see some of the content that you guys create. Please mm. do post it in the Facebook group, get some feedback, get a bit of um, support there. And uh, we look forward to chatting to you in an upcoming episode. Thanks so much. Ciao. To get notified of upcoming videos, hit that subscribe button and turn your notifications on. Also, give it a share with someone else who would get value. Enjoy.
Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.